This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we steam something delicious, <laughs> steam it all, and you can't have any. Uh, you can't steam any either. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, today we're talking about steaming food. Or, I mean, when when I was looking at this agenda, I was like, should we call it steamed food? Should we? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think don't know. maybe we meant steamed food, but steaming food is funnier. Because <laughs> well, imagine, imagine just like any food with just like a bunch of steam coming off of it. A little bit of steam of coming off it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said a bunch of steam and you said a little bit of steam. I only want a little bit of steam. <laughs> That's true. Like it's it's easy to like like burn yourself with steam is one of the worst ways to burn yourself. So maybe just a little steam. That's true. We won't be talking about steam burns anymore though. So if anybody is But we might be talking about steamed buns, which is just one letter uh, different. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh this episode was suggested by a listener on Reddit, listener Moliella. Do you think I'm pronouncing that right? I wasn't sure if it was Moliella or Moliella. Get in touch. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. <laughs> Yeah, great. Or on Reddit. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Well, Matthew, I got to admit, so I'm really glad we're doing this episode because I kind of need to like rewrite my own like memory of steamed foods. Sure. Yeah, it has has, like the idea, especially like in white American cooking has like a bad reputation. Sure. This, uh, I, I think it's because steamed food was like a cornerstone of like low fat diets. Right. It's like a, uh, you know, let's let's take like a, you know, a traditional technique and figure out how to make it like, you know, as bland as possible. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, and then you pretend you like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I was growing up, pretty much all the vegetables now that I roast. So like broccoli, carrots, uh, asparagus. Yeah. Steamed asparagus. Uh, steamed asparagus. Yeah. Uh, steamed broccoli. Do you remember the smell of it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I still steam broccoli sometimes. We'll talk about this. I actually do like the smell of steamed broccoli. Oh, sure. Yeah, I like it. But uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, steamed green beans. That yep. was how my mom. I mean, all of these vegetables that we had when I was a kid, they were all steamed. And honestly, no complaints. My parents were pretty darn good at steaming food without steaming the life out of it. Sure. And um, like if you but, steam something like to to the proper doneness and then toss it with butter, it's going to be pretty good. Oh, totally. Also, steamed spinach. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it seems to me that spinach, I don't really want to eat spinach without like olive oil and, and garlic. Yeah. But I don't know. I grew up on steamed spinach and I liked it. Yeah, no, I did. Well, so actually, I grew up on frozen spinach, the kind that came mm, in like a block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like that is a real taste memory for me that takes me right back to childhood. I very rarely have that today. But when I do, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because there are like certain vegetables that taste so completely different in like a weird way. Like canned green beans. How could canned green beans taste so different from... Oh, like yeah. fresh. Like, it's wild to me. I mean, carrots. Like, I feel like this is something that uh, who was who was the founder of Chow Hound? Dude, Jim. Oh, it was don't Jim's. remember. Jim's it was it was, it was Jim. He wrote a thing on Chow Hound many, many, many years ago about how like carrots have like seven, like a bunch of different flavors in them, and here are some ways to cook them that bring out like some different oh. flavors of carrots. And like the recipe was like use like a little butter and water and like and like cook it slowly covered, Ooh. which was which I was making for a while. It was really good. But yeah, like. Roasted carrots versus steamed carrots, totally different thing versus like stewed carrots. Yeah, absolutely. Completely different flavors. Yeah. So my my memory lane is kind of like white American diet food. Right. Okay. So my memory lane is we had this thing in my kitchen growing up that I don't remember if it ever actually got used, but I wonder if you know the thing I'm talking about. It was a metal steamer basket that folded open. It looks sort of like an artichoke. Get ready, Matthew. I have one. You have one in your home now? I have one. Okay. Um, Because when I do steam food, what I'm usually doing, and maybe we'll be talking about this, is uh, so whenever I make fried rice, I steam the carrot in like carrot sticks, sort of, and then I dice it. Yeah. I also steam the broccoli for fried okay, rice. Okay, so yeah, we I think we steam broccoli for the same reason because I will often steam broccoli before putting it into a stir fry. Yeah, so I do have a steamer basket. Uh, the little leaves, I, I've lost two of them. So you have to kind of like carefully arrange the vegetables in there did so they, they don't fall through. Did they just drop off in autumn? They did. <laughs> they did. They turned red, uh-huh. dropped off in autumn. They, they were beautiful. Yeah, I was but... so pleased. Like, I went on Amazon and I'm like, does this thing still exist? <laughs> and can I even describe it? Yeah, it totally does. I think you can probably get it at like your neighborhood, like Safeway. I think, I think totally. so. Uh, yeah, so I remember that thing. And I guess, like, so I have like the, the steamer insert that goes into, like, you know, I, I got one of those. We talked about this recently, like, an eight quart stock pot that came with like the pasta insert, which I got rid of, and the steamer insert, which I kept. You know, I have in my closet like a 12 quart stock pot that I know I still have the steamer basket for. I wonder if it would fit in one of my like, Le Creuset Dutch oven situations. Maybe. Maybe. It would have to know. fit pretty, pretty, pretty well. Perfectly, though, or it's just going to either. It's true. It, like your, your pot diameter has to be between the, the diameter of the outer lip and, yeah, no, and like is, the sides of the basket, I, or it's either going to fall in or sit all the way up on I top. I guess I should just. The thing is, is I, I just don't have much use for a 12 quart stock pot. Sure. I use an eight quart all the time. Yeah, me too. Maybe I should just pull out the 12 quart and bring it into the rotation. Maybe you should. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, well, after this episode, you're going to be steaming. From, I'm going to be steaming. I'm going to be steaming up the windows. You're going to be steaming mad. Yeah. Okay. So uh, other things that I steam, tamales. Like we we recently did our New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve tamale making. Uh, we made a lot. We had enough for like three, three dinners and a lunch or two. And mm. uh, like they went into the freezer and then went from the freezer straight into that steamer basket. Mm. Not the fold out one, unfortunately. You would not want the fold out one for that because I think I you don't want think a I steamer basket where they it, like lay flat. I used to play with it as a kid and like flip it open and closed totally. and made a cool noise. Totally. Yeah. We should 
I'm not, I was going to say we should do an episode. No, we shouldn't do a whole episode on this. But like, can you think of other things that were like in your house that were not toys, but like you used as a toy? <laughs> Sure. I mean, do you remember like old school sifters where you yes. turn the crank, oh, right? I, I Looks ruined, like a tin can. We talked about this. And so I ruined I ruined my mom's sifter um, by uh, sifting sawdust with it. <laughs> yes. How, where did I even get sawdust? I, I know. don't know. What were you doing? I'm sure there are other gadgets I did that with. I don't really remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So when we talk about steaming, like what are we talking about here? Are we necessarily talking about only like uh, cooking a food over simmering water or okay i sort of had a meant a crisis okay. <laughs> when i was when i was working on the uh, the agenda here because like you know like we talk about steamed rice let's talk about steamed rice yes. so steamed rice means cooking rice in a pot where you put in like a fairly small amount of water and the water is going to boil away in a covered pot and like some of it's going to steam out of the pot and mm -hmm. some of it's going to get absorbed into the rice and we call that steamed rice. But when I think about steaming food, I think about the food sitting above the steam. I don't think yeah. about part of the food being in contact with the water, yeah. but that's a silly distinction, right? Right, because so for instance, I know you and I almost always have like frozen pot stickers yeah. in our our freezer, right? So yeah, I usually put those, I put a little bit of oil in a skillet, put the frozen dumplings right in there, Yeah. let them cook for just a sec, and then pour in water, put a lid on, they steam for what, like four minutes or yeah, something? Yeah, six and minutes And then in my I house. let the bottom brown off once right. the water's all gone. But that's steaming. That I'm is steaming. And yet, like if you ordered steamed dumplings on a, on a restaurant menu, you would not expect them to be browned at all, I think. I think you're right. I mean, I'm thinking like soup dumplings. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, we're stickers. stepping into like sporkful territory. Like, what what is steamed? Um, let's talk about if you can steam a sandwich because whenever <laughs> I think of the sporkful, I always think the of what, what is constitutes a sandwich. A sandwich. I, I, I made a I made a good joke the other day about whether something constituted a sandwich. I don't remember what the joke was, but just trust me, everyone oh, everyone laugh at this joke. Matthew, I didn't I didn't tell you, but um the other day I went to well I told you I went to the local Roots Farm store yeah. in Duval, mm -hmm. Washington, and they carry the sporkful pasta. Ugh. And I have to say, there was a little part of me that was tempted to get it. And then I was like, Molly, you have so much pasta at home. Don't spend the money on this pasta. Dan Pashman, you should send us some of your pasta. But I, I, what if he sends us too much? I guess Is we, there like, any such thing? There's nothing to too much what pasta. The hell? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some <laughs> foods that are steamed. Ooh, okay. So we've, we've already covered vegetables. Yeah. Do you think there are any vegetables that well, don't steam well? Well, I think there must be. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm glad you mentioned that carrots, like steamed carrots, taste so different from carrots that have been cooked in like a drier heat. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like in the dryer. In the dryer. Like, I just like throw like a couple bunches of carrots into the dryer. It makes a great sound. <laughs> <laughs> I even like a steamed Brussels sprout, honestly. I yeah I do I too like as long it. as as long as it's cooked properly and then and flavored well yeah yeah um like I don't I don't want steamed artichokes that is something I do steam and I don't do anything else with we've artichokes. had artichoke uh, as a like to do topic for so long and it's, well this spring this spring, this spring we'll will you steam me an artichoke because I've never cooked one and I don't think I really like them but I want to give it a try. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm game. I know okay. you'd like dip them in butter, which I'd like that. Well, I actually like to dip mine in a mixture of mayonnaise and mustard. Okay, I'll do with butter. With lemon juice. 
God. <laughs> All right. But enough about artichokes. Okay, yeah. So what, what would be the worst vegetable to steam? Um, mm. What about like an endive? That, no, that might be good. No, I, but I think that things that what are bitter. What about like an iceberg lettuce? I do think things that are bitter like that need to have some, like the, they need the Maillard reaction. Yeah, I know what you mean. I would eat steamed lettuce, honestly. Yeah, I it might be good. I eat steamed lettuce. I think that would, steamed romaine, I think that'd be delicious. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Okay. I love a steamed uh, green cabbage wedge with butter. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, good stuff. Oh, man, that is so sweet and delicious. Really different flavor, too, from roasted cabbage. Yep, okay. How about steamed custards and puddings? Oh, I'd eat that. Um, have you have you ever had like a like a traditional like English steamed pudding that's sort of like a like a mound? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you pour some sort of some sort of like sherry based sauce or brandy based sauce on it. No. I have like it's an experience. I think I would love that. Um, yeah, but I, I think... would have hated it as a child. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's what I think of when I think of like a steamed pudding. <sighs> what about? Uh, like a pot de creme that's cooked in a water bath. Oh, and that's no. just like gentle Cause, cooking. Because I don't think it's... the steam. Oh wait, but you just you just made me think of something that's going to be like another rabbit hole, which is like when you when you make like a bread in a Dutch oven or mm. or like you know inject steam into the oven. Is that yep. a steamed food or steaming food? I don't think so. I think it I maybe is. Know. Well, it's steaming is one step of the cooking process maybe sure i feel like we're all doing a lot more steaming than we think we are yeah this this is going to be like a recurring theme because uh, next week we're talking about meringue and like i feel like more things are meringue than i realized but uh like nothing nothing is going to top for me the custard recipe where we realized everything was a custard <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so wait what were we, what did you just mention oh, wait, oh i said steamed bread I said I was talking about water baths, like right. baking things in water baths. So like a, a, a custard like that. Yeah, we I mean, we already said uh, steam, steamed dumplings. And I didn't put it on the list again, but like steamed buns, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, uh, wife of the show, Lori and I were heading to Bellingham and we needed a snack before we got on the bus. And we went over to Awajimaya and they mm-hmm. had like, you know, the steam case of uh, of like uh, Hawaiian style uh, Chinese bao. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like the perfect thing like so it was a really cold day and those things are really hot that's great that's great ever been to delaware if not now is the time to visit you'll find a lot of fun in a little state since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying explore from the bays to the beaches stroll the boardwalks and have an oceanside bonfire Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. You know, I think we could probably spend an entire episode talking about steamed fish. Yeah, I have almost never made steamed fish. Although, okay, no, that's not true. There is a steamed, uh, like a steamed fish that I usually use like a farmed rainbow trout for Mm -hmm. uh, recipe that is one of December's all-time favorites. It's a uh, Cantonese recipe. You you steam a whole fish. You then uh, put slivered ginger and scallion Mm -hmm. all over it and then pour hot oil on there and then a little like uh, soy sauce. It's so good. That sounds fantastic. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So I do steam fish. Okay. 
Do okay. you steam fish? I've never steamed fish. I enjoy eating steamed fish. I enjoy that a lot. I mean, there is something really cool about the way that steam carries a fragrance, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's a really different kind of fragrance from the fragrance of a roasted food. For and instance. smell is the most evocative. Uh, <laughs> in the most evocative scent, but I meant sense. Yes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I think that like the smell of steamed fish with like aromatics is pretty incredible. Have you ever like poached a salmon like in like uh, a court bouillon with like some lemon slices floating in there? I have not, but I remember early in my blogging days, I did something similar to that with halibut. With like okay, yeah, uh, with olive oil and some parsley or something. It was so delicious. I feel like there was a time. It was so good. Uh, it sounds good. No, I feel like there was a time when, like, if you wanted to show that someone was like doing some like fancy cooking to impress someone, like on a TV show or a movie, they would be like poaching fish. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know, no, I know that, poaching that doesn't the happen anymore. Steaming. No, that doesn't happen anymore. What, would, what have... would they be doing today? Uh, well, uh, actually, hold on. I have a different question. Okay, great. I uh, so uh, this. I know this is not like. Like our Valentine's Day episode that already happened, mm-hmm. but I once uh, this is this is calling to mind a conversation I once had with someone about like what is like a food that you cook someone like if you're having them over like somebody you're dating you're oh. having them to the house for the first time or to your apartment whatever you're gonna cook for them you're hoping to have sex afterward okay like this what is- do you like what do you want to cook what do you want to eat and here's the thing when I was having this conversation with somebody admittedly this was like 10 years ago and I think the first thing that came to mind for me was like a really great pasta and the person I was talking with was like are you kidding like that would make me want to go to sleep right. I would serve fish we've talked about this I think before yeah and this is this is like so appropriate to the date that this episode does come out because it's my anniversary, like Ooh, with, with Watson. Sexy. No, it's not just my anniversary personally. <laughs> that, that's, I call that my birthday. <laughs> and just for the listeners, that is uh, in six months and one day from the time this episode. Six months minus one day. Six months minus one day. That's true. Okay, so everyone, like, like <laughs> start your start your phone timers now. <laughs> Set, scroll the little wheels and set it for six months minus one day. <laughs> okay. Okay. In other words, August 20th. Yeah, so happy anniversary to me. Yep. Um, and yeah, so what's what's like a sexy... Yeah, like, what's a sexy food? Do you think steamed fish is the way to go? No, is that what you're saying? I do not. I don't think that's a sexy food. Um, but, I but don't like, know. I think when we talked about this last time, we agreed that the answer was like, have sex now and then eat whatever you want afterwards. Oh God, you're so right. It's right? fuck first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Happy anniversary to me. Okay. How about steamed eggs? Have you ever done this? I've never done this. So uh, what I'm thinking, I th- there's more than one type of steamed eggs because you can like like sort of steam steam a poached egg like in a mm-hmm. in a little cup. Yep. But what I'm thinking of, and I think I think wife of the show Lori has done this and was like in the habit of doing this for a while, maybe still does. Um, uh, friend of the show Kenji Lopez Alt says that the best way to get like a clean peeling hard boiled egg is to steam it. Oh. I don't remember the science of why, but okay. Kenji said it, so I believe it. I believe it, um, too. And so, so yeah, so you just put the eggs in a steamer basket instead of in the water. Uh, I'm sure that Kenji has written about this somewhere. I think um, it was on Serious Eats. Okay. Because, yeah, I would uh, I would need to look up the time. I think stuff, it was on SeriousEggs.com. Mm-hmm. 
Good one. You would have to look up the time. Yes. Six months minus one day. Matthew, time. I see. <laughs> I see that on the agenda. The next item is steamed hams okay. in all caps. I want to know for for the benefit of, of our listeners, who I, I'm guessing a majority of our listeners were, will know what I'm talking about when I say steamed hams. Molly, do you? What comes to mind for you when I say steamed hams? <laughs> Anything? Nothing. Okay. So, steamed hams is a joke from The Simpsons, <laughs> in okay. in which um, what's the principal's name? <laughs> Damn it. My God, you're asking absolutely the wrong person. I've seen like two episodes. Abby, cut this out. If anyone finds out, I can't remember the principal's name from The Simpsons. I'm going to be Mr. Canceled. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Homer Simpson. <laughs> okay, so all right, we're, we're derailing the show right now because I just tried to Google Principal Simpsons, and but what, what, I, wrote was, <laughs> what I wrote was Principal Dim Dimps. Principal Dim. And what came up was a news article. Principal gets startled after finding bear in school dump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. School dumpster. Oh, there's a picture of the principal running away from the dumpster. Commercial. Okay, wait. Let's see. They like caught him. It it caught him in the moment of terror. Okay, so it's (laughs) yeah. Let's Principal Skinner dumpster. Um, Principal Skinner. Okay, (laughs) that's it, everybody. Okay, Principal Dumpster. Principal Skinner is trying to has has uh, uh, Superintendent Chalmers over for dinner, um, and like is like roasting something for dinner. It goes horribly awry. So uh, Principal Skinner uh, jumps out the window. Uh, oh, he's making steamed clams, and the steamed clams are burned. So wow, this is this is so funny when I explain this joke <laughs> that everyone already knows except you. Um, he uh, he jumps out the, <laughs> jumps out the window, goes to a fast food place, and comes comes back with some hamburgers and tries to convince Superintendent Chalmers that he what he didn't say steamed clams, he said steamed hams, which is what they call hamburgers in upstate New York. <laughs> um, so okay, that's and good. When, so that's so pretty good. the thing about this joke is like you know there's probably something in your life where you're like okay like most of the time I feel like I'm sort of out of tune with society but this one thing makes me feel like okay like you know I'm like cool enough that I got this joke when I saw this I thought this is the funniest thing I've ever seen on TV like I laughed like I probably peed and then I forgot about it and then it became like one of the most popular memes in the history of the internet and everybody thinks this joke is funny (laughs) What do you think it is? Like, do you think somebody's done like a, a PhD dissertation I think so. on this thing? Um, I wonder what it is about, like, because I agree, this is very funny. But uh, there is a steamed burger that is found in central Connecticut, which uh, I learned on Wikipedia. So I'm going to. Central Connecticut is not far from New York. Right. It's especially not far from upstate New York. Mm. So uh, so maybe the joke is real. OK, so I'm going to read a little bit from Wikipedia here just because I enjoyed this. Quote, a steamed cheeseburger, also referred to as a steamer or cheeseburg, is a hamburger <laughs> topped with cheese that is cooked via steaming and originally only served by restaurants in central Connecticut in the United States. Despite it now being available elsewhere, it is still difficult to find outside this area. So basically, despite being available elsewhere, it is not available elsewhere. Okay. 
Quote, what makes the steamed cheeseburger differ- different from typical cheeseburgers is the way it is prepared. Instead of being fried in a pan or grilled on a grill, it is steamed in a stainless steel cabinet containing trays that hold either a hamburger Ooh, patty or a or- chunk of cheese. Oh. Like raclette, right? <laughs> This method of cooking makes the fats in the meat melt away, just what you want, and they are then drained from the tray once the patty is fully cooked. The end result is a moist, juicy burger, which is then served by scooping the meat onto a bun and then pouring the melted cheese over the meat. And uh, the thing I wrote in in the notes as I was reading it is this probably is good, but sounds bad. I love the idea of a stainless steel cabinet containing trays that hold either a hamburger patty or a chunk of cheese. Can you imagine the aroma? that comes out of that cabinet when you open oh, it. Oh, wow. I think that I might like the aroma. Although, I don't know Maybe. about the smell of steamed cheese. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is this is tasty, but like, what a strange thing to happen. Do you think this is one of those things that was invented by accident, like Ruth Wakefield and her chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> Somebody, okay, it was a hot day. Someone, Somebody someone put a hamburger patty and cabinet. some cheese in a cabinet, <laughs> closed it, left town for a couple of days, yeah. for six days, minus, Ooh, for six months, minus one so day. So moist and juicy. When they came back, they opened the cabinet and it tastes the, the cabinet and a taste sensation was born. Wait a minute, I hold on, I missed this the first time. Scooping the meat, scooping onto the a meat bun. onto a bun. Why this is so Wait, weird? What form is the meat in? Well, it must it must it, not uh, really what? quite hold together. It probably becomes <laughs> it like sort of a, a loose loose meat sandwich. <laughs> loose meat sandwich is that a term? Yeah, the, uh, is that like a sloppy Joe? Uh, I don't want to say anything about what I think a loose meat sandwich is because it's like a <laughs> beloved local sandwich that I don't know anything about. But it's but it's kind of like a sloppy Joe. I know about it because it came up on the show on the show Roseanne, like the first one, like long before she got canceled. Canceled, that they were going to start a loose meat sandwich business and clearly clearly both like someone involved in the show like loved this sandwich and also thought that loose meat sandwich was a really <laughs> funny word for them to be saying over and over on the show and they were right they were correct yep Woo! Wow! But, th- but this is not the same as as a steamed uh, what was it, a cheeseburg <laughs> wasn't that your dad. Boy, you really need to have an, an Altoid after after eating your cheeseburger. Especially, especially if you pair it with some steamed endive. <laughs> okay, okay, so I think we've covered the entire universe of steamed food. There's too. nothing else to fast. say on the matter. Yep, done. It's a fast cooking method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure is. Actually, I mean, as everyone knows, steam is hotter than boiling water. Sure. Yeah, which is why you can get a real bad steam burn. I mean, you can also get a really bad boiling. Oh, the burn. thing you said we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, here we go. Uh, do we have any segments? Uh, we do. We have some spilled mail from listener Rochelle. Well, let's hear it. Hi, Molly and Matthew. Longtime Canadian listener Rochelle here. In my house, I'm the only person who's really infatuated with food and cooking. For a long time, when I put spilled milk on, my wife and two kids would really moo, moo. <laughs> they'd really moo. No, they really moan and complain because they thought the content didn't interest them. I'm happy to report, though, that little by little, they're letting their guards down. Last night, I was lounging on the couch with my 12-year-old daughter, and she was eating a pizza pop. I, don't, what is that? I think a pizza pop is a hot pocket. 
Oh, okay. She was eating a pizza pop, which to her adolescent palate is just heaven. Unprompted, she turned to me and said, this is where I eat something delicious and you can't have any. And then she asked me if she got it right. I was absolutely delighted. Anyway, just writing in to say, keep up the good work and to ask you guys to share a time when you realized that one of your children had, without realizing nor by your urging, come around to liking something you love. With love, Rochelle. I love this because like, I feel like I had, you know, with I wrote a whole book, like more than one book about like connecting with my kid over food. But like, you know, my first book uh, was about how my kid was a picky eater, even though like I did everything you're supposed to do to like prevent them from becoming a picky eater. And so like, you know, seeing seeing them now, like now for a long time, like it was like December and I, um, who's now known as ACOTS D because uh, they are no longer a teenager. Uh, adult child adult of child the show, of the show December. December. They liked most of the things that I liked and didn't really like any things that I didn't like. Now there are some things that they like that I don't like. Like they will, they'll put mayo on a sandwich and uh, where I'm still kind of skeeved out by that. Mm-hmm. I'm um, so proud of them. But yeah, but like, uh, I don't know, like I, I wrote whole books about this. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to take a musical turn with this. Please. So uh, guys, June the other day. I was listening to some sort of like 80s playlist on Spotify in the car and Leather and Lace came on. Oh, sure. Stevie Nicks and Don Henley. Yep. And I straight up heard June humming in the back seat, and like in a way that indicated not just that she knew the tune, but she was like into it. And then she awesome. also recently went to Target with uh, her other household, her dad's household, and came home with a Fleetwood Mac shirt with the Rumors oh, like, yes. album uh-huh. image on the front. I gotta say, I am freaking delighted. I have always loved Stevie Nicks, and June has certainly heard a lot of Stevie Nicks in my car, and she doesn't have to like it, but I think she does. Yeah, that's fantastic. <sighs> anyway, okay. Matthew, do you have a now but wow? I do. I'm currently about halfway through an excellent romance novel called Cleat Cute by Meryl Wilsner. And as you might guess from the title, uh, this is a uh, romance set in the world of professional soccer and is uh, professional women's soccer. And it is a uh, delightful and very steamy lesbian romance. Do you uh, have a copy I could borrow? Uh, I have the ebook. Oh, God. I don't know anything about soccer, but like. You know, everything about like, you know, you can sort of tell when a book is is genuinely written by someone who is, you know, loves and is very knowledgeable about the subject. And that really comes through here. Like, you know, every all of these soccer details are very believable and all of the you know, the characters and relationships are very believable. And it's the relationship is between these two two women who are in kind of in different places in life, but are both on this soccer team. To put it in Ted Lasso terms, it was like, it would be like if there was a romance between Jamie Tart and Roy Kent, mm-hmm, which which mm-hmm. obviously is a thing that no one's ever thought about or written fanfic oh, about before. No. Um, there's also some really nice uh, trans and non-binary representation in the book, Fantastic. which I really appreciated. So uh, I uh, I like this book a lot. It's uh, Cleat Cute by Meryl Wilsner. Fantastic. Well, our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh, Molly has a newsletter called I've Got a Feeling, and you can get it at mollyweisenberg.substack.com, and it's a delight. Matthew is a singer, songwriter, guitarist. What what else would you say about yourself? I mean, I don't even know if I would say guitarist because I'm not very good at that. But, uh, okay, all right, whatever. Anyway, you can hear Matthew's music 
everywhere music is out there. And his two bands, as of this moment, do you have any any others I should know of? Not at the moment. Okay. One is called Twilight Diners, and the other is called Early to the Airport. And yep. you are going to be so impressed by Matthew's voice. It is incredible. I, I'm, I've i got two more songs in the can for the new Early to the Airport EP. It's really coming along now. Awesome. All right. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can chat with other Spilled Milk listeners at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. So until next time, uh, which uh, our next co- episode comes out uh, six months minus one day from now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, it'll be next week. Yeah. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, a um, show that's hosted by a couple of steamed hams. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm Uh Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Nick (laughs) the principal who got scared (laughs) off by a bear. (laughs) I'm the bear. (laughs) Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.